Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. And that's it, so let's get on with the show. This week's episode features Texas-based designer, author, and muralist Allie Kay with Allie Kay Designs. This interview sheds a light on the idea of diversifying your art-based income with advice from a working artist who is doing just that. Allie has several different revenue streams with just one being murals. We talk about how her designing abilities, podcasting, art coaching, and books have helped lighten the impact of COVID due to not being able to go outside and create murals lately. What if, think about it, what if one element of your art business got taken away and maybe it has here recently, but if it hasn't, what's your plan? Hopefully this conversation inspires you to think about some other options and what would make sense to add to your art business that also complements the other parts of it. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Allie Kay. So yeah, I'm so excited that you're on here and have taken the time out of your day to meet with us and talk with us about your art career. Um, could you just start out by explaining a little bit about who you are and where you're located and what you do for work and just the whole bit? Yeah, so I am Allie Kay. I live in Dallas, Texas. I I guess this is actually like the hardest question to ever answer because I have so many things it's like how much time do you have to talk about it but (laughs) essentially just all around artists I do I paint murals I have five published books on how to draw Um, one of those is a, a coloring book but still fun inspiration for drawing and then I have a podcast an app uh, mentor sessions, just all the things. Online, online shop, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's yeah, that's definitely a lot. I can definitely relate to all of those with the podcast and literally everything. I'm sure you never go through burnout, right? <laughs> I'm sure it's all just smooth. Yeah, no, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, you're located in Dallas. So you, do you do, are, would you say you spend most of your days doing design work or mural, mural work or what takes up the majority of it? I think the pies differ. Um, I always like to tell people to not put your eggs all in one basket. You kind of need like business insurance essentially. So uh, all of those things that I just listed out, those are technically my pie. So like when one pie is a little bit bigger, my other pies might be a little bit smaller and vice versa. So this really like shines true uh, during COVID so before COVID, it was all basically murals. And then my other uh, pies were my online shop and my books and things like that. And then it just kind of flipped because obviously no one could paint murals. You're out, you've been super busy. I'm in Dallas city girl life. So uh, it just slowed down a little bit, but because of that, my book sales increased, my website stuff increased. So it just kind of fluctuates, uh, differently. So now murals are starting to pick back up, which is really great. I miss them and I, I love doing them. So it, I want to say murals at the time, but like, if you say like right now, this instant, definitely my books are, are the biggest, so it just fluctuates. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's definitely amazing advice too, with just like having different parts of the pie. And I, I think I heard, I heard this one quote a while ago and it was like, every millionaire has seven different streams of income basically. And I really yeah. took that to heart. Yeah. And so I'm doing something very similar to what you're doing with the podcast and the coaching. And I have not done a book yet, but <laughs> I imagine that they are a lot of work. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. Since, since your books are your main thing right now, how long does it take you from idea to, you know, Amazon order or how, however you do it, how long is that process and what is that like? It's all completely different. Uh, depends on the publisher. If you're self-publishing, the book process is, it can be daunting and it's a lot of work up front, but it's probably the best, I call them mailbox money. So it's like all the work is up front and then you just kind of get in the money in your mailbox month or not monthly, I wish monthly, but quarterly and, and stuff like that. So it ranges. Uh, I mean, I've done five now. So mine has ranged from idea to Amazon. Let's see. I would say like probably an average of six to eight months. I mean, I can write a book in two or three and then there's the revisions and then the book. The biggest process is the printing process. That's out of all of the processes, that's that's what takes the longest. Oh, man. Okay. So well, once you have it written, you're only like a quarter of the way there. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're talking me out of writing a book, kind of. <laughs> just kidding. No, I, I, I love that idea of just having like, you, you do a ton, a ton of work up front for it to pay off later. I love that. Okay. Yeah. It's just like those, I never really add my books in as like salary wise just because it fluctuates so much. Um, and like that, the, 
you, you don't get rich off books. Um, you make very little off of them. It's just basically volume and kind of a gold star of like, hey, have a book out. Uh, so all of my book revenue is is bonuses for me for the year. So those are it's. I suggest anyone that is wanting to get into the book industry or wanting to write books, like to base it off of like these are just your bonuses. Like you just like corporate would get bonuses of things. Like that's how I treat my books as just because it fluctuates so much. You just never know if it's going to be a good quarter or bad quarter. And it's based off of quarterly. It's not monthly revenue. So that's another thing that you have to look into. Okay. And would you suggest self self publishing or getting a publisher? Self-publishing is a really great idea. Like my dad is self-published and he has just as many books as I do about five or six and all of his are self-published. What's really great is he makes more money on the back end. So it takes him money to actually write the book. If you need like a cover design or editor, things like that, that takes money. And then, but he gets more money on the back end of one of revenue versus it doesn't cost me anything up front, but then I get less money on the back end. Interesting. Does that so, make sense? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So <laughs> are your parents entrepreneurs or how, how did you get into this space? And like, we, we can even go into our first question of what was the tipping point that took you from hobby to professional artist? Yeah, so my dad did used to own his own architectural firm, but he's now in corporate life. My mom needed, once kids came around, she's like, we need some stable insurance, 401k, all that stuff. So um, he has the entrepreneur spirit at heart. So I definitely got that probably from him, but I never grew up thinking that I, like, they always told me like, oh, you can do whatever you want. Like you can be whoever you want. But growing up, you were just like, oh, a singer or an actress or like, (laughs) that's what your first, like, I never was like, yeah, I'm going to be an artist because we always grew up of like, starving artist mentality and so it's like that's just something that you do as a hobby uh so I actually graduated from college I went to UNT for a marketing degree and then I couldn't find a job with a marketing degree so I just started painting canvases and globes was really popular at that time and I and I was just doing that for friends and family members. And then people are like, hey, I need this for my friend's birthday or I have Christmas gifts coming up. And then it just kind of blew up. But I knew that I couldn't make a living off of canvases or cards or little $5 prints. So I needed to really, I was like, where's the money? Where's the money? I had just gotten married. So I was like, okay, let's get into the wedding industry. So that's where I kind of really took my hobby to career of getting into the wedding industry and doing calligraphy and wedding invitations and signs and stuff like that. That's what really kind of put me on the map. And that's what helped me build my network and actually saw like the potential of like, okay, I can make money and a salary wise money for doing what I want to like just create. So 
Yeah, I love that. I don't do that. I don't do that now. I'm now retired from the wedding industry. It's not, those aren't my people per se. Um, But it definitely, I wouldn't have been able to get where I was now if I wasn't, if I didn't start there. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I really resonated with when you said, um, where's the money? Where's the money on that? I'm like, cause I, I am such a profit driven artist. I'm like, how can I make a really good living at this? And then I'll do that, you know? And mm-hmm. murals is, is really what's, what, where it's at. I think like, it's just large walls and larger, you know, profit scales. And, um, so you mentioned that you went to college for marketing and so mm-hmm. I was talking to some artists here recently and they, they were like, Hey, like, sh- should I study art? Should I study that? I'm like, do whatever you want. But really, I think that artists should major in marketing and minor in painting <laughs> because that yeah. just, it just gives it's exactly you... what I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So, or if I were to go back to school, I probably would have done like graphic design or minored in graphic design everything that I do digitally is self-taught um, which is fine I'm definitely like do a good job I think but um, it would be a lot faster to know more ins and outs and stuff like that or there's like an actual entrepreneurial degree which <laughs> I never knew about I was like damn like why didn't I do that so <laughs> I know yeah but probably you know partially in your brain you didn't actually think that you were going to become a full-time artist right I did yeah no no definitely not (laughs) I I thought it was just destined to like nine to five like everyone else yeah cubicle yeah boring (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. okay Uh, so you design as part of it so how much of your process like whenever a client approaches you to do like the built the giant billboard that you just did. Um, Mm -hmm. I just saw that on Instagram. That is super impressive. (laughs) And so how much is, how much time is spent in the design process? And then, okay, wait, you you actually didn't paint that, right? You just designed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't actually paint billboards. That would be cool, but (laughs) not, um, that's a huge safety insurance hazard for sure. Um, but no, that's like a designed and then it's, it's the, billboard company puts it up on a vinyl the design is super important I all of my designs are completely custom one of a kind you're not going to find them anywhere else and that's what I sell to my clients so and that's what they expect and and that's what I like to provide so the design is actually super super important uh for for me and for my client. So it's a big, like, I don't do any of the work until 50% of the budget is paid up front because 50% of the work is within the design. Awesome. And so how many revisions do you typically work with with your client? Because I think a lot of artists, um, like, when the client requests a lot of revisions, they get really frustrated. How do you how do you deal with that? It's, I mean, I, you, I run as, I like the business side of everything. So I look at business first and then, um, kind of art design second. And some artists are like, Oh, I can't believe you just said that, but that's just how my brain uh, works. So it is very business run. You sign a contract, you pay a deposit, then we talk about designs. Uh, so upfront, they know that they get, 
one to two concepts. And then after that, it's one to two revisions. And then uh, after revisions are done, I send them the final final. If they want extra revisions, they got to pay for it. But typically, I never have a problem of going past two revisions. And then a couple of days later or the next, it's actually, I don't think I've ever done the next day, but a couple of days later, then I paint and that's it. So the process is pretty, because of that, it's pretty streamlined. So I can get a mural in and out one, two weeks, just depends on painting, painting schedules. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So whenever you're painting, is there anything you don't like to paint without, or is there any tools that you use that you really suggest to other artists? Oh, baby wipes. That's like the secret. Uh, They are, I do not leave the house to paint a mural without it. It's just like this, literally the secret weapon of painting just with anything. Like if you get paint on your clothes or on the wall or just if you don't have anything close by, you wrap up your brushes or it's just an all it's like the uh what's that tool that has like everything in it um oh gosh army the swiss army knife of murals yeah (laughs) you can use it for anything and everything i love that wipe off sweat it's just wipe your face wipe wipe the wall okay awesome i'm gonna have to get some baby wipes you know you're the second person who said that and i just need to buckle down and just get some (laughs) yeah I, i talk about all the time it's like the best thing so are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way so you said you're you're really big into the business side as am I and is there any like business mistakes you've made along the way that you've really learned from or any kind of bumps in the road that happened I don't think I've done any mistakes there's definitely been like learning processes uh things that I've done in the past I was just like there's some areas where I would get on one there was one time where I was ghosted by a client and then I got onto IG and vented about it um and I was like man is that a red flag like I really wanted to work with them well then someone from the company saw that and they're like yep it's a red flag like we're not gonna work with you so that was a big mistake like I uh now know like Instagram and like there's places and people like you're with almost 80,000 people you just never know who is watching your Instagram so just to be like as professional as possible like vent to your friends don't vent on Instagram things like that. Yeah, I love that you just shared that too because it's it's hard for people to you know admit they had that they made a mistake sometimes, and I think that's a really really great one because I think as kids you know growing up like we would do that we would go online and be like I can't believe that person did that in like middle yeah. school you know and it's just not the place to do it in a professional setting so I'm really glad that you yeah I that. think people tend to forget that Instagram like when you have a business account like that is a professional setting and I think people just tend like in that moment I forgot that uh, I was just like because a lot of times when I'm talking to like my Instagram stories or I, when I coach people I always tell them like hey like you're just talking to your best friend and you're like 
that's kind of helps break down that nervousness of trying to be yourself. But then you also have to like, remember like, yes, it's your best friend, but also like (laughs) professional, like just professional all the way. So. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, where is that line between, you know, using like correct grammar and then like using a slang too? Like everybody has their own little style. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how are you getting most of your clients? Like, are you pitching to them? Are they coming to you now? And I think, cause I think this is the number one question that aspiring artists have. They're like, okay, these artists are out there making it. They're doing their thing. How are they getting clients to pay them for their art? Yeah. It's completely different from any other person. I wish everyone was like, Oh, I wish there was a book about this. And that you just, eh, there's not one answer to this. It's all based on personality type, where you live. If you're in podunk nowhere, or if you're in the city, um, how many walls are available? Like, it's just really, there's so many different variables. How, how much are you top of mind to other people? So a lot of my murals that I get, um, and again, like completely, it's a completely different story for anyone and everyone. There's, I have best friends that just sit all day and will send a hundred emails out and then they might get two or three, but then those two or three really pay off. I have yet in my business to send a sales email. I approach it a little differently. I love the word of mouth aspect of this business and just what it can provide and be, it's very fruitful if you can just kind of be, I teach top of mind when I do mentoring and and stuff like that or inspirational stuff on my Instagram. So uh, all majority of my stuff has been things that have come into my inbox, mainly either they have followed me on Instagram for a while or that they were talking and like, yeah, we want a mural. And then my brain or in their brain, my name came up first. So that's, that's always great. So it's completely different with anyone and everyone. So yeah, for sure. I yeah, it's definitely nice when you can be the be that person, that that go-to person in your area where, you know, people are advocating for you rather than you having to go, you know, sending a sales email. I'm very much in like a podunk area kind of or I'm from there and now I'm in Springfield, Missouri, which is very small town kind of a mm-hmm. kind of a feel. So like I know when I saw you on Instagram, I like my mouth dropped. I was like, "What? She's painting that many murals out there? Like that's just crazy and insane." Oh, uh, cuz you don't hear about it very often. Yeah, for sure. There's hardly any artists around here doing, you know, big, big murals like Springfield, Missouri is still a blank canvas. There's no graffiti, there's no anything. So, uh, but now like here I teach students as well sometimes. And we, I always teach them too. I'm like, just, if you can go in and like try to ask for a manager, typically the owner might not be there, but you can just like go shake a hand. And that's kind of how it is in Missouri. Like you can just like go in, introduce yourself. And that's to me is the easiest way to get like, an in or to, to, to get a job really. But is that how you typically do it? That's how I started doing it in the beginning. Yeah. And really just going, yeah, just walking into restaurants, be like, hi, you have a really cool wall out there. Like I'm an artist. I did this. Um, can I paint for you? And then now people are more so coming to me, but it's because I've built up 
that foundation of it. So I can definitely resonate with exactly what you're saying, just being top of mind. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you coach artists. Uh, Do you want to tell anybody who's listening some information on that, where they can go to find you and possibly be coached by you? What's that process like? Yeah, so right now it's very um, kind of organic if someone wants to be mentored or things like that. It's just like through email, hey, I want some coaching. And then I'm like, hey, cool, let's let's hook, let's get together. We can't get together now, but now I'm doing Skype sessions and stuff like that. It's getting ready to be revamped quite a bit uh, this upcoming, hopefully, year, if I can get motivated. My motivation sucks lately. The COVID fog is true and it is real and it's just insane. So, um, yeah, that's getting revamped pretty soon to be more online and people all over can, can do mentoring and coaching and stuff like that. So, awesome. yes, but yeah, mostly everything on everything that you need to know about me or work with me or buy, it's all on my website alliekdesign.com. Alliekdesign.com. Awesome. I'll put that mm-hmm. in the notes as well so people can just click on over to it. Awesome. Okay, so I actually so I was watching your story the other day cuz I was trying to get to know you before we got on this interview mm-hmm. and I I saw that you did a thing when you were in your car and you were like, "I am just going to smile and I'm just going to yeah. tell, tell my body that I'm in a good mood." You know, just talk about that for a second cuz I was like, "You know she's so right." <laughs> It is. And I actually had so many messages after that saying like, that is actually a thing for when people go through therapy or mental disorders, things like that. It's called, um, oh crap. It just slipped my mind. It's called, it's actually called something, but yes, it's a true thing. Like, uh, you just, a lot of people, they say to go look at yourself in a mirror and look at yourself smiling and then that helps it but yeah just like that like physically because you always think about like oh yeah like you didn't smile today or like I didn't have any moments that like made me happy and I'm like this is dumb like I can physically put a smile on my face like why not so it's how it helps it does awesome I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely try that actually today I was going through just like a unmotivated it's because I haven't stepped outside too I've just been inside all day so yeah the the COVID thing is definitely real okay well I just have one more question for you and then you can get get, get to your meeting but is there any advice that you would give to artists who want to make art their full-time career but have no idea where to start oh man that's hard um I would say like it's not a it's a not a sprint it's a marathon like and there also there's no finish line. So all of these people think that they need to be going so quickly and so fast and do all this stuff. And they see other people doing all these things. And then they get frustrated like, oh, she's doing X, Y, and Z. And I've only done this one thing. Like everyone's going to be in a different process and a different stage of life. Like you don't like that person could have kids or that person might not have kids. Like everyone's life is going to be different. So like trying to not compare uh, other people's stories to your own, there's no finish line. So it's like, what are we racing to? Like, that's been a really big thing that I have 
come to terms because I've, I mean, I personally have even gotten into this kind of rat race of like, how much money can I make and how many murals can I paint? And, and then I was looking back and like some of like, just like the processes were, were quick and some of my designs, like even though that they're all custom and they're one of a kind designs, maybe they were, I could have pushed myself a little bit, a little bit more and made sure that it was truly um, like my best work. And so it's like, okay, why, why did I get so busy? Why did I push myself to do all these things and feel like I had to do it all at once? And it just like came down to like, like it just has to go back to like your, your purpose and yeah, like just, just like not, I don't know. It's just, I hate society of how it just like makes us feel like we have to just constantly be racing to do things. And and that's not really the case. Like we're perfectly content and cool to just, we only have one life. So it's like, why, even though we're painting, like that's, it's still tough on our bodies and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I just feel like just slow down not a race it's a marathon not a sprint awesome I I love that you said that because I went through a very similar thing last year where I just overbooked myself and even like this summer um I just overbooked myself and I was finding out recently I'm too I'm just like I always have to come back to it I'm like nobody is telling me that I have to make so much this month. I am telling myself that. Like, I'm putting this pressure on myself. And if this, you know, podcast uh, doesn't get edited today, like, it can be edited tomorrow. Like, it's okay. So, yeah, I love that It's totally okay to slow down. Like, they're, like, especially during COVID, I think everyone, hopefully everyone is starting to really appreciate that it's like, okay, like, we can live life and be totally okay living a slower life like I went down to like one mural during COVID and I was like you know what I'm still here like I still have my platform I still have my voice I still am seen um I'm still making money like all these things that we're fearful of losing like it's still there so yeah for sure. Well, it was so yeah. great to chat with you and meet you, and I won't take up any more of your more time today. But thank you again so much for of talking. Of course, to us. thanks for having me. No problem. I, I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process from coming up with an idea to finding a wall to paint it on to pitching your ideas to businesses and finally of course i teach you exactly how to paint large scale murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business i know because it has been one of the top ways that i've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as i have with several years of experience as a muralist i've dialed down the painting techniques the proposals the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn 
more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60,000 as a thank you for helping us grow this Artist Academy community. And speaking of community, if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media, just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy, and I will see you next week. <laughs>